(laughs) Hey, I'm Sherry. And I'm Marty. Tired of hearing bad news everywhere you turn? Well, we are. We're taking a little journey back to simpler times. Come along for the ride as we share some of our fun childhood memories. Might even jog some of your memories, too. Mm, I don't know, Marty. My memory lane is like a cul-de-sac these days. Hey, that is not going to stop us. Come join us for Just Just Jiggle Jiggle the the Handle. I'm kind of hungry. How about you? Hey, you know what? I'm getting a little peckish myself. Hmm. Well, I'm curious. Did you learn to cook as a kid? I think the first time I learned to cook was in home ec class, really. I mean, except after I perfected the burnt toast at my house. (laughs) I liked cooking because it seemed like you just have to follow these. I'm a rule follower. And so you follow Mm -hmm. these rules and you make something. I mean, that seemed Well, based on that philosophy, though, I would be a good cook. But I think you are. I think you... I'm a rule follower and, uh, you know, a very strategic kind of planner. And the thought of cooking just... Well, not... Not enjoying it and not doing it well are two very different things. I That's you true. I think That's you true. are a good cook or the things you put together that I've had are delicious, but you you don't mm. you don't enjoy it like Scott does. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a whole different thing, but less his pointy head. Yeah. 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 I don't I don't know. I think I don't I think in the six, well, you know, I take that back on what's it called with Kitten and Princess and Robert Young. What was the TV show? Father Knows Best. You know, they were, the girls were cooking in the kitchen, but I don't remember, like even at Thanksgiving and stuff, when we'd go to my grandparents and all the women would be in the kitchen cooking, but the kids were never part of that. Mm. And I never learned baking or anything with my grandma. I don't, we just were like, they wanted us seen and not heard. We were not around. You know, I got a kid's cookbook early on and I'm guessing I was maybe first or second grade. I, I honestly don't know, but I remember getting a very, very basic cookbook and it had the recipe for biscuits, which was like flour and water or something. That was about it. And then you, you know, roll it out and cut out stencils. And I thought that was just cool as everything was to make biscuits. And they had a recipe for baked potato, which how hard is that? (laughs) And they had a recipe for tuna casserole. And I actually made that quite a few times. I'm sure it must be because the family was desperate for food because it's not something that would have been requested more than once unless (laughs) mom had run out of time. But I remember one time my parents weren't home and it was getting close to dinner time and I knew she'd be late. So I decided I was going to help. And so I started, I pulled out some baked potatoes and I washed them and I put them in the oven, just like the recipe said, that was pretty much the end of the recipe, washed potatoes, put them in the oven. Mm -hmm. And my mom came home and she, I guess, had a plan. She knew she was late. She knew everything had to happen fast. And I told her, I've already started baking baked potatoes. She said, that takes an hour. We got to do something else. And I was just, I was, I think that crushed my cooking spirit Mm -hmm. because I was really trying to help. And I was told that it wasn't, yeah, you were shot. It wasn't good enough. Yeah. 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 So I think I didn't really have a fondness for cooking after that. It could have been that I had no fondness before that. I don't, I just remember that. And you're just blaming it on your mom who's not here to defend herself. Yeah. That could be it. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to Scapegoat 101. (laughs) Sorry, mom. Yeah. I don't, uh, 
When I worked at the arcade, I had to make tuna salad and egg salad, and I don't eat either of those things, and I made really good stuff, but we made it by hand. Of course, there were no like health department rules back then. I'm kind of surprised y'all made it by hand. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. That was before the days of dropping off pots, the the trucks driving from store to store, dropping off prepared foods. Uh Uh-huh. And I did remember we used onions, like dried onions, and then you add water to them, Mm. and then they, I don't know, what do you call that? Freeze-dried? I don't know what it is. Maybe. But, yeah, it could yeah. be. But we'd have to set that out for like to make, you know, so people had stuff to put on their hot dogs, like relish, and we'd have to make the onions. And, oh, um, wow. That's interesting. Of course, we've already talked about making cotton candy. I had to do oh, that. Yeah. And I'm really good at making ice cream cones, soft serve ice cream cones and popcorn. Yeah. So basically, I trained to be a carny yeah, is really... Yeah. I think you got it. Yeah. But yeah. And I think that is one of my... I know we're launching into jobs now all of a sudden, or I am, but... I love, and I think that's what's missing with the work I do now, is that there's no completion to mm-hmm. it. Like the things that most of us do just kind of carry on. And But there's something very transactional about, I made that hot dog and then I sold that hot dog. Right. You know, it's kind of a, a neat little thing. Yeah. And, and I think that's why I liked working in the restaurant business, because the whole day, it's over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've bought the food, you've made the food, you've sold the food, you've counted the money. It's a very satisfying satisfying feeling to be complete Mm -hmm. and yeah maybe I'll go work at a snack bar (laughs) I could be I could be somebody doing that well, so the tuna casserole was pretty much your... That was my claim to fame as a kid. Yeah. That was your go-to dish. <laughs> yeah. You just reminded me of a story. So yes, I knew how to make... I guess mom liked the tuna casserole enough so that even she made it sometimes. But my friend Carol, to this day, reminds me of one of the first times she came over to our house <laughs> and she met my mom. And mom was having all the kids sit on bags of potato chips to crush them for the tuna casserole because you had to use tuna and potato chips in this casserole and and I think mushroom soup or something in the casserole. So my friend comes in and all the kids are sitting on bags of potato chips, jumping up and down, (laughs) making their butts crush the bags. Ah, the high level of entertainment. That was when my friend knew she was meant to hang with us. Yeah. Yeah. And you're still friends with her today. Yeah, yeah. Where does she live? She lives in Georgia. And you guys see each other? We saw each other when I was there working on the movie Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. But no, just wow. occasionally. Sometimes we'll just take trips together. We'll just say, hey, you want to go somewhere? And she's retired and, and I you know, have had time. <laughs> and we met in Chicago one time. And yeah, every once in a while, we'll just think of a trip to do. That's very fun. Yeah. So speaking of trips... Here's a trip back into the, get in the time machine, because do you even remember Jiffy Pop? Oh, yes. Now, I know that most of our listeners know what this is, but for the three people that are under 60, <laughs> Jiffy Pop is magic. It's still magical, It and it is probably one of the most dangerous <laughs> items to cook, because the whole thing's metal. It's got a metal handle. The pan is metal. It's got this foil. It's got popcorn in it. You heat it up to a million degrees. And then the foil starts turning into like a chef's hat. It just... You remember it had like a swirl? It oh, was yeah, like... right. It would the un- coolest. Unfurl, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And... 
and then you and then you don't really know if you're burning everything at the bottom. But <laughs> it, right. as you know, with my burnt toast, I like burnt popcorn also. Oh, so it, so I would leave revealing. it on a little extra. Yeah. But I, I I mean I have to say I didn't. That was a, a recipe that really wasn't a recipe at all. It was just metal and fire. But I did need supervision on that. Why? Well, I call that learning to cook. Then I think that qualifies. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Or learning to brand ah, because it was so hot. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I've got a couple of burn scars from that, but ah, that's a different story. And you just put yeah. butter on that, by the way. That's another recipe on a burn. You just put butter on it. Mm, that was it, whatever you don't use on the popcorn. There you go. Yes. Mm. Indeed. Well, so <laughs> butter reminds me of <laughs> my grandmother used to make the most amazing homemade rolls. Mm. They were to die for. We would go to her house. She lived out in the country and she had a wood stove and she would make these amazing rolls. And of course, at the time I was too young to even fathom. I had made these biscuits out of my little super duper kid cookbook that were pretty basic, but these rolls were probably the best bread I've ever had in my life, including the trip to the Sunbeam Bakery. And (laughs) years after my grandmother died, I asked my father if he had the recipe because I just thought they were amazing. And he, he said, she just made them out of a box. It was just a box mix. And I was done because all these years I'd given her such credit for making these most amazing rolls ever. And now I'm dying to know what box mix it was. I I wonder if it was Bisquick. I don't think so. I I don't think they made it anymore uh, for some reason, but it was, um, and of course it might've had a little bit to do with the wood oven, Yeah. but no, I never, I can't even claim that as learning to cook. It was something I wanted to learn to cook, Mm -hmm. But sadly, I never learned to make my grandmother's biscuits, which probably wouldn't have been as hard as I imagined it was, (laughs) since it was a box. (laughs) Wow. Speaking of hard, why don't you tell us about a chicken dinner that you made? Oh, not the chicken dinner. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well, I was a young adult at this point. I had moved out. I was pretty young, early 20s when I moved out to California, and I remember wanting to invite some friends over. I was dating a guy that I wanted to impress. I had never cooked for him because I didn't cook. And two of my really good friends, who uh, Tempe and Bruce, who just were just such wonderful, wonderful people, and I just wanted to have them over and have a nice little barbecue. And somehow I had tried this before where I wrapped the chicken in aluminum foil and put it on the grill and sort of let it cook a little bit. And then I took it out of the aluminum foil and put it on the grill and it made it nice and tender and yet it would cook on the grill. So it was, you know, grilled. A grill like a barbecue? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, one of these things, literally one of these tiny little things that's about 12 inches around. Yeah, like a hibachi or something. Yeah, Yeah. that sounds right. Mm -hmm. Thank you. See, that's how Mm -hmm. much I know about cooking. So I invited these friends over and we were having a lovely party and, you know, everybody helped himself to food. And I looked over at Tempe and she had taken just like one bite of her chicken. And we'd been sitting there for some time. I hadn't had any chicken yet because I wanted to make sure everybody got served and I was still cooking while they were eating. And then I looked over at my other, my date, and he had taken about one bite of the chicken. (laughs) And so it was about time for me to take a bite of this chicken. And I, you could not put your teeth into it. It had so hardened. I guess I had overcooked it in the aluminum foil and then super overcooked it on the grill. (laughs) 
and it was like petrified. It was just horrible. And I only say this because once again, it's the baked potato story. I really wanted to make a good impression and I wanted to do right. And my cooking skills were thwarted once again. And I all I learned from that was don't cook for anybody and don't ever invite anybody over and cook for them. So And you've held you've upheld that. I've pretty tradition. much yes, for the rest of yeah. my life actually. Yeah. Yeah. And That's proudly. Cool. So Scotty and I have been together almost 40 years, and in that time, I've only cooked 11 times, uh, unless you don't count reheating leftovers, in which case it's seven. That's good. Well, those are some good uh, cooking stories, and now that we've spoken them aloud, I realize that my repertoire, it's a little bigger now, but is basically burnt toast, mm-hmm. Jiffy Pop, and ketchup sandwiches. And can I just say that's three times my repertoire? Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. We're not. We won't be opening up a restaurant soon. No, no, mm-mm. that was not on my list of goals anyway. So we're good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, good. I am sad that whenever we get together, we're going to have to do takeout. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's the safest route to take. Bon appetit, Marty. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. Now I want to go pick up some takeout. I'll see yeah. you around the bend. All right. Well, I hope you had better luck learning to cook than I did. And if so, hey, invite us over. Or at least subscribe to our podcast. Don't forget to share your adventures about learning to cook on our Just Jiggle the Handle Facebook page. And learn more about the true confessions from Marty's and Sherry's childhoods at Just Just Jiggle Jiggle the the Handle. Handle.